0: The GBC strategic planning team celebrating Kartik 2021. My name is Rishvana Das and I've been requested by the SBT to speak about Krishna book chapter 4 entitled Kamsa begins his persecutions and in Srimad Bhagavatam chapter 4 10th canto Srila Prabhupada entitles the chapter the atrocities of King Kamsa. So just a bit of background. Up until this point, Devaki and Vasudev have just lost six children. Devaki's six children have been mercilessly killed by cancer. And let's just think about this for a moment. Can you imagine if someone loses a child? a mother miscarries a child, or the child is stillborn, or worse, the child is killed in some horrific accident, or killed by someone. It's understood that a lady who's undergone such a tragedy can go into major depression, and sometimes they even suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. So, it's quite traumatic to lose a child. So, how does Devaki feel about this? She loses one child, who was killed. And then a year or so later, she has a second child, and this child is also killed. And then some time later, she has a third child, and this child is killed. Sometime later, she has a fourth child, and this child is killed. Then she has a fifth child, and this child is also killed. And then a sixth child, and this child is also killed. So don't be too quick to just say, oh, Derek, he lost six children. We have to try and understand the the bhava, the mood that pervades in the situation. There is the tattva, the philosophical chutz, but there's also the ras, the transcendental mellows. And in order for us to really appreciate the pastimes in Krishna-lila, or any lila for that matter, to appreciate it fully we have to also get into the ras, the transcendental mellows, and try to understand what are these personalities feeling when such a thing happens. I know of a person who had three miscarriages and she was in great depression, in severe depression for so many years. So now we have the situation that Devaki has just lost six children and of course the chapter starts with um, vasudev having returned from taking krishna to vrindavan so as we know uh, from viśmana chakravati thakur deviki, deviki gave birth to vasudev krishna at the same time in vrindavan mother yashoda has also given birth to two children the one is Shansunda Krishna, and the second is Yogamaya. So when Vasudev takes Vasudev Krishna to Vrindavan, he does not see Shansunda Krishna. All he sees is a baby girl, Yogamaya. So he leaves Yogamaya there, and he takes. Um, sorry, he um, leaves. Vasudev Krishna there and Vasudev Krishna merges into Krishna, and he picks up Yogamaya and he takes her back to the uh, Mathura prison where him and Devaki are being locked up. So at this point um, Vasudev has returned to the prison house the the doors automatically close again he restores the shackles and the baby starts to cry. And when the baby cries, the, the prison guards are alerted because they've been told that when the baby is born, Kamsa needs to be notified. Up until this point, Kamsa is in great anxiety because the eighth child is, is about to take birth. So the guards immediately tell, uh, tell Kamsa that the eighth child has been born. So, Kamsa immediately comes to meet his enemy, the child that is supposed to kill him. And when he comes to take the child, Devaki pleads to Kamsa. She, she pleads to him and says, but this is not the person who's going to kill you. This is a, a female child. Please don't kill this child. And Kamsa is, is not worried about this. He's, he's just concerned about his own life. So Kamsa picks up the child and tries to smash this child on the stone. And the baby slips away and flies into the air, revealing this eight-armed Durga form. Now bear in mind that that Kamsa is a Durga worshipper, so when he sees his istadev, there, um, he's in great awe. It's like, wow, Devaki must be a special person because Durga has has come from her womb. So Kamsa's in great awe, and his mood changes. And 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 Prabhupada explains that. Um, Durga then disappears. And where does she go to? Prabhupada says that um, Durga goes and appears in, in Varanasi as Anapurna. And, and then she appears in other places as well. Uh, and she's known by different names like Kali, Bhadra Kali, Bhadra, etc. So now there's a character change in Kamsa. And I was once speaking to a friend, a friend of mine who is a movie producer, uh, come director, and he was saying that what makes movies interesting is the character change. Um, The good person all of a sudden becomes bad, or the bad person becomes good. So now we have the situation where Kamsa, who's the, uh, the bad guy, he has a character change he changes and it appears that he's become a good person. In fact, it takes it one step further, he becomes a preacher. And we all love preachers, don't we? So pre- so Kamsa starts to preach atma-tattva, the, the truth about the soul and the temporary nature of material life. And, and this is interesting because Prabhupada says that the demons of those days they knew this philosophical truths, they knew um, about Atma Tattva, and Prabhupada compares them to our modern day politicians who don't know about these kind of things. So even the demons of those days were, were knowledgeable, although they did not always practice what they knew, they had Jnana, knowledge, but it wasn't Vigjana, it wasn't realized. So, there was a the situation there. So Kamsa preaches Atma Tattva and then he offers his obeisances with tears in his eyes. He offers his obeisances to Vasudevan and Devaki. And Prabhupada writes a very nice purport um, in the Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, chapter 4, text 21. Translation. translation my dear sister deviki this is comes to speaking my dear sister Devaki, all good fortune unto you everyone suffers and enjoys the result of his own work under the control of providence therefore Although your sons have unfortunately been killed by me, please do not lament for them. Purport As stated in the Brahma Samhita 5.54, Yastvindram Gopan Hatha Bandana Rupa Falabaja Namata Noti Karmani Nirdahati Kintu Jabhakti Bajam, Govinda Madi Purusham Tamaham Everyone, beginning from the small insect known as Indragopa up to Indra, the king of the heavenly planets, is obliged to undergo the results of his fruitive activities. We may superficially see that one is suffering or enjoying because of some external causes, but the real cause is one's own fruitive activities. Even when someone kills someone else, it is to be understood that the person who was killed met the fruitive results of his own work and that the man who killed him acted as the agent of material nature. I'll repeat that. Even when someone kills someone else, it is to be understood that the person who was killed met the fruitive results of his own work and that the man who killed him acted as the agent of material nature. Thus, Kamsa begged Devaki's pardon by analysing the matter deeply. He was not the cause of Devaki's sons. Rather, this was their own destiny. Under the circumstances, Devaki should excuse Kamsa and forget his past deeds without lamentation. Kamsa admitted his own fault, but whatever he had done was under the control of providence. Kamsa might have been the immediate cause for the death of Devakī's sons, but the remote cause was their past deeds. This was an actual fact. So of course, things are a bit different when it comes to devotees, because devotees are directly under the control of Krishna and Krishna's energy. So whereas a non-devotee gets karma, uh, dished out by material nature, The devotee has Krishna karma. It's Krishna using the devotee's karma to bring the devotee closer to him. So there's a difference between how a devotee is treated in terms of material nature compared to how the non-devotees is treated in terms of material nature. Now this verse that comes so quoted ties in to, to also another very nice verse in the Shrimad Bhagavatam 11.7.37. This is Krishna speaking to Uddhava. Bhute Tad Vidva na Chalen Translation. A sober person, even when harassed by other living beings, should understand that his aggressors are acting helplessly under the control of God. And thus, he should never be distracted from progress on his path. This rule I have learned from the earth. So, we can understand from this that even devotees go through difficulties. Our acharyas went through various difficulties. Dr. Vinod had really bad health, practically his own life, his whole life. Um, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta had a bounty on his head, someone wanted to kill him. And of course Srila Prabhupada, when we read Srila Prabhupada, Leelamrita and other biographies, we see that Srila Prabhupada went through so many difficulties and challenges in order to establish Krishna consciousness. I was just reflecting on 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 Anuttama Prabhu's Vyasa Puja offering to Śrīla Prabhupāda this year. And Anuttama Prabhu was encouraging the devotees to read Śrīla Prabhupāda Līla And his point was, we should not just take it for granted that, oh, Prabhupāda came from India at the age of 69, he had two heart attacks on the boat, and he came and he established Krishna consciousness, and, and leave it at that it should not be taken so lightly. We need to fully appreciate what Prabhupada went through. And therefore, we should read Śrīla Prabhupāda Leramrita and other biographies of Śrīla Prabhupāda. But Prabhupāda Leramrita is the authorised biography of Śrīla Prabhupāda. And we should really try to get into that bhava that we spoke about earlier. Try to understand the difficulties Prabhupāda went through to establish this Krishna consciousness movement. It it, it wasn't so easy as some of us may think. He went through various challenges, but I won't get into that for now. So how did Trapa view this? He saw Krishna's hand in everything. And even, even closer to home, as devotees, we may go through difficulties and we may not know we may not know why these things are happening. Bhagavatam 1916 says, Nahi asya jan, puman vedar So, no one can know the plan of Lord Krishna. Even though great philosophers inquire exhaustively, they are bewildered. So, no one can understand the plan of Lord Krishna. So, sometimes we may have reversals in our lives as devotees, but Krishna has some plan and at some point when we look back we can see that Krishna's plan was quite um, appropriate and perfect and that Krishna's plan actually directed us to a much more auspicious situation spiritually of course anyway coming back to the situation with Kamsa um, he preaches Atma Tattva He falls down and, with tears in his eyes, apologizes, and then um, Kamsa goes off to his uh, his rooms. Then Kamsa calls for his ministers, his demonic ministers, and he explains to them the situation that uh, the person who was meant to slay him has already appeared somewhere else. So the child uh, that was born to Devaki is not um, the the person who's meant to kill him. And the demonic ministers, they uh, tell Kamsa that actually we should go and kill every single child that's been born in the last 10 days or so, in every village. We should just go and kill every kid. Um, And in this way, we ensure that... Uh, no one's going to come and kill you at some point. So these were the the demonic associates of Kamsa, the kind of advice they gave him. So association is important, and that's another point of reflection in this pastime. Based on the kind of association one has, uh, it influences one in their decisions. The demigods also felt that Um, Sorry, the demons felt that the demigods were too afraid to do anything. And uh, they say, and I quote, As for Lord Vishnu, he is in seclusion in the core of the hearts of the yogis. And as for Lord Shiva, he has gone to the forest. And as for Lord Brahma, he is always engaged in austerities and meditation. The other demigods headed by Indra are devoid of prowess. Therefore, you have nothing to fear. This is Bhagavatam 10, 439. So the three main deities, Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva, don't worry about them. They're too busy doing their own thing. And the demigods, well, they can't do anything anyway. So no worries. So they suggested that they should go and defeat the demigods. In fact, they felt they can kill Vishnu. And how do they kill Vishnu? Event. The cows, the Brahmanas, Vedic culture, religious principles, these are the, the things that are very dear to Lord Vishnu. So the demonic ministers felt that if they destroy these things, the cows, the Brahmanas, the Vedic rituals, in that way they felt they can destroy Vishnu. So that's their bewilderment. That, uh, that's the bewilderment because they're demons. So that is, that is where this chapter ends. Kamsa has become influenced by these demonic ministers, and um, he is now convinced. He, he, he basically gives him the, the go-ahead, to go and kill um, the children in all the villages who, who were born in the last 10 days or so who were these children of the uh, the six children who were killed, and what is Kamsa's ontological position. We see from the Hari Vamsa Purana that these children had previously been the sons of Marichi. Marichi is Lord Brahma's son. And they once criticized Lord Brahma, and as a result, they were cursed. They became the sons of Kalanemi, who was the son of Hiranyakasipu. So, the one time these boys, um, being in in the court of Hiranyakasipu, their grandfather, they decided to go and perform penances uh, to receive a benediction from Lord Brahma. And the benediction they wanted was that no demigod can kill them. Now, Hiranyakasipu, when he found out about this, he became pretty peeved off. Because why should they go to, why should they go to a lesser being than him um, for a boon? So Hiranyakasipu cursed them. He cursed them that in the next life they would be killed by their demonic father. Thus, Karanemi um, took birth as Kamsa and he killed, as Kamsa, he killed Debeki's six children. But... He was ignorant of the fact that these were actually his children in his past life. So that's where these children fit into the picture. Of course, after Kamsa had killed these boys, they they went to Sutala Loka and they stayed with Bali Maharaj. And Deviki then pleaded to Krishna to please bring these children to to her. Krishna did. He brought these children back to Vasudev and Devaki in Dwarka. They dragged the milk from Devaki's breast, the same milk which Krishna had drunk, and thus they became purified. They regained their original identities, paid their respects to the parents, and Krishna returned them to the heaven. So that's the situation on Devaki's six children and Kamsa's ontological position. Demons in the spiritual world. Interesting concept because we've always read that there are no demons in the spiritual world and that in order for Krishna to to enjoy this fighting spirit, he has to come down to the material world. But Sanatana Goswami explains in Briyad Bhagavatam Rita that all these features of the prakat leela, prakat means the manifested leela, on earth. Um, All the features of Prakat Lila are also present eternally in the Aprakat Lila, Aprakat being the unmanifested pastimes in the spiritual sky, even up to the killing of demons. So this means that there are demons in the spiritual world. But let's talk about what is the difference between the demons in the spiritual world and the demons like Hiranyakasipu um, and Hiranyakshya and Kamsa in the material world. We understand from Bhagavatam, according to Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, that Jai and Vijay, um, when they took birth as Ravana and Kumbhakarna, and then Hiranyakasipu um, and Yaksha and then Sishapal and Dantavakra. We understand that this was a one-time thing. It happened in one kalpa. It's not that every Sishapal in every universe comes down from that lineage of Jaya and vijaya. The Sishapal which we read about in Krishna book, the one which Krishna killed, is a one hundred percent paka demon. He's not a devotee who's taken birth to give Krishna um, pleasure of fighting. He's a demon. So, what is the difference between the demons here, and the demons in the spiritual world? Well, we know about these demons in the spiritual world. However, those demons don't do not exist uh, eternally. They don't stay in the spiritual world. There is no place for demons in the spiritual world. However, when Krishna desires to have these pastimes, by the influence of yoga maya. Um, these demons become manifested. So, uh, Krishna's in, in Vrindavan having pastimes with his um, Rajbasi associates. And at some point, when Krishna desires to go and kill Kamsa, what happens? This is the spiritual world we're talking about, in, in Golok, spiritual sky. Akrura will come to Vrindavan. There will be the same feelings of separation that Krishna and the associates um, experienced. Akrura will take Krishna and Balaram to Mathura. Krishna and Balaram will fight there in Mathura and Krishna will kill Kamsa. Then Krishna will hear about the separation which the Brajabhasis are going through. And Krishna will come back to Vrindavan. To associate with his devotees again and all that has happened then becomes like a dream a bad dream and things go back to normal and everyone's having fun and then when krishna decides again to to kill kamsa then yogamaya creates kamsa again in Mathura, and once again akura comes to Braj. he takes krishna and Balaram. They go to Mathura. Krishna kills Kamsa. His devotees in Braja experience separation. He comes back and it's all a bad dream. And when Krishna desires to kill Kamsa again, this pastime takes place again. And it's not just Kamsa. It's it's other demons as well. We also read um, that the Kaliya demon, we hear of the Kali demon in our Krishna book, where Krishna is there with Kaliya and he sends Kaliya away. But we also know of pastimes where Kaliya is used as, um, as a vehicle for Krishna. Krishna mounts Kaliya with and he rides Kaliya to Mathura. So we have different uh, manifestations of these pastimes. So, Yogamaya creates these duplicate demons, as such, and we find that Yogamaya also does this for other manifestations of demonic-like um, pastimes or demonic-like uh, characters. As an example, when when Krishna had left the gopis and the gopis enacted various pastimes of Krishna, then we find that certain gopis um, acted as demons. So some gopi was a Putana, and some gopi was a trinavarta, and another gopi would play the part of Krishna and try and kill the demon, or kill the demon. So we understood, we understand that uh, these particular personalities, their, their demonic-like mood is not harmonious with the mood of the Gopis. Uh, it, it doesn't fit the the Ras. So Yoga Maya actually creates these demons, or creates these Gopis to act like demons. These are not um, real... Uh, they, they, these are not the Gopis acting like demons. These are another set of gopis would behave like demons and these gopis were specifically created by Yogamaya. That concludes my presentation for today. I hope that in some little way I was able to uh, bring some joy to your heart and and inspire you in some way in your Krishna consciousness. If there's something that you have to take back with you today, um, the two points of reflections in the PowerPoint. The one is reversals in devotees' lives. I've quoted two verses from Srimad Bhagavatam and I'm hoping that you'd be able to meditate on these verses when when you go through difficulties in your lives. The first is Bhagavatam 118.48 and Tiraspita Bripralabta Shapta Shipta Atapi. The devotees of the Lord are so forbearing that even though they are defamed, cheated, cursed, disturbed, neglected, or even killed, they are never inclined to avenge themselves. That's one verse which is worth meditating on. The second verse is 11.7.37, which I had quoted previously in terms of the sober person being harassed by other living beings. And the second point of reflection is the importance of association. We know the the very famous verse in Madhya Leela 22.54, Sardhu Sangha, Sardhu Sangha, Sarva Sastrakai, Lava Matra, Sardhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhihai. The verdict of all revealed scriptures is that even by a moment's association with a pure devotee, one can attain all success. So I thank you for, for allowing the opportunity to, to present this chapter of the Krishna book and srimad Bhagavatam. and I encourage you to please make some time to listen to the other wonderful presentations coming up for the rest of this Karatek month if i've said anything that um offend you in any way please forgive me vancha koparito be aschuk that seem to be the cha i namaha please take care hari krishna all glories to shila prabhupada